Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, and uh, on today's episode of the podcast, uh, heel Becky Lynch potentially coming to a SmackDown near you, and more news and notes coming out of SummerSlam weekend, including what was a pretty entertaining NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday night, uh, and potentially what's next for Adam Cole. A lot to get into, but uh, let's quickly dive into the situation with Becky Lynch. Uh, PW Insider reported late on Sunday night that uh, the current plan is for Becky Lynch to be positioned as a top heel on SmackDown, and that uh, has once again sent a lot of people in a variety of directions when it comes to trying to figure out what to make of the 26-second win for Becky Lynch over Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. And uh, if you did not listen to the previous episode of the podcast, uh, which we did on Sunday, uh, Andrew Thompson from Post Wrestling joined me. We spent about 30 minutes of that one-hour episode talking just about that match alone. I would highly suggest you go back and listen to that, uh, because one of the inter- interesting things about our conversation was, at no point did we ever <laughs> look at the consideration that they could actually be positioning Becky Lynch as a heel. Now, Andrew did mention, uh, if anything, coming out of it, you looked at how Becky came in and uh, won the match, uh, you could certainly make that assumption that perhaps there were going to be people that looked at it that way. Unfortunately, I think this is a scenario that, yes, we will see how it plays out. We will see what the follow-up is on SmackDown on Friday. Uh, Full disclosure, I started writing a column that I was going to put up on 411mania.com here in the next day or so, Uh, but I decided about 800 words into it that I am actually going to hold off and potentially still publish it, depending on which direction things go in when we see the fallout on SmackDown, uh, after SmackDown on Friday. Um, So there's a little teaser for what could be ahead uh, with uh, that column. But I I do think at this point, knowing that this is potentially the direction they're going to go in, again, if we assume that this report is correct and Becky Lynch is going to be at least portrayed as a heel in this whole scenario with, with Bianca Belair, then I think it opens up a lot of questions about how WWE can effectively pull this off. Because uh, one of the problems that I think a lot of people are going to have going into this is, yes, even if Becky does all the heel mannerisms, even if she cuts promos um, and you know calls out the fans, any of this other stuff, whatever you've seen from traditional heels and such in the past, even if she does all this stuff... <laughs> This is some of the same stuff that has gotten her cheered before. And I don't think necessarily, uh, again, unless she's just out here just completely attacking, uh, brutalizing Bianca Belair and every other babyface on the SmackDown roster, I think there is still going to be a pretty large contingent of fans that are not going to want to boo Becky Lynch. And I think we saw that at SummerSlam uh, when the thunderous pop that she got as soon as her music hit When she came out, they knew that this was a scenario where people were clamoring for Becky Lynch to come back, and they knew that the pop was going to be huge when she did because people wanted to be happy about it. They wanted to enjoy the thought of Becky Lynch being back in WWE on a full-time basis um, as a regular character that they now uh, can invest in because they were so invested in her before and as we always say, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, then that means they're either going to be just as excited or even more excited 
when she came back from her 15-month layoff. Um, and, and now, what's next? I think there are just a lot of different things to consider with all of this. And I can't say that going into uh, Monday morning, as I'm recording this, that there were a lot of expectations that we were going to hear that, hey, actually, WWE is going to run with Becky Lynch as a heel. Um, it just, it, it came out of nowhere because even with what she did against Bianca Belair on Saturday, people have been waiting for months and months and months to cheer Becky Lynch. And now I think if you think you're going to be able to completely flip that script in a span of not just 26 seconds, but, you know, with a promo on SmackDown on Friday, maybe some type of follow-up the following Friday. I just don't know that that reaction is going to be there because the problem I think you're going to run into is, let's say, for example, that you you bring out Becky Lynch on Friday and you bring out Bianca Belair and you've got a promo battle between these two. Well, based on, in terms of what we've seen prior, Becky Lynch, the reason she got over so well is because she was saying a lot of things that seemed to be true. And people were like, yes, you are correct. Um, We want to cheer you because you're saying things that we believe in. I don't know exactly what she can say based on her being out of action for the past year, you know, in three months. That's going to make you feel like what was the reason why we should be or why she would be angry at the fans. I don't necessarily understand that. Maybe there's a direction they're going to go in. um, but. Maybe there's something to it. And and again, we will see. We will find out what the next step in this whole story is going to be. But I am just concerned at their ability to, if they put both of those women in that situation, I think there will be a tendency on WWE's part, which we've seen so many times with baby faces. Um, they will t- try, I think, to perhaps overly um, manufacture, overly script what Bianca Belair is going to say in response to what happened at SummerSlam, whereas you're you're probably going to be getting a more real type of reaction or um, you know promo, however you want to whatever you want to call it, from Becky Lynch because it's going to be something I think that just kind of catches you off guard because I don't know what story they're going to try to tell with this, um, and I know I've seen a lot of people you know and, and we kind of joked about it on the the previous podcast me and Andrew was that. Maybe that's the new tagline with WWE is let's see it how, how it unfolds. And yes, we do have to just wait. There's nothing else we can do at this point. We have to wait and see how it unfolds now. But I just am a little concerned that this company is going to be able to effectively put both women, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, in a situation where both of them come out of this with more momentum than they had going into it. Because going into this, when they stepped into the ring, before the match started, you could say that like the momentum is at a very huge high for both of them. Um, you know, perhaps that that particular moment's not as big as Bianca winning the title at WrestleMania, but she's in the ring with Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch's return, the fans are all into it, like they realize they're about to get this unbelievable match. But then now, I think you're going to tell a completely different story than what, again, people probably thought they were going to get. And that's where I think it's, you don't have to over overcomplicate stuff sometimes. And I feel like this is something that may feel a little uh, in the direction of trying to overcomplicate such a very simple story that you could tell. 
with these two. Uh, I also understand that WWE has put themselves in this situation where they don't feel like they have that sort of, uh, you know, top, top draw to where maybe they didn't want to have just two baby faces and, and Becky and Bianca going at it. Maybe they felt like they had to draw a line in the sand, have a dedicated face, a dedicated heel, and they had, they had decided that it was going to be Bianca Belair as the dedicated babyface, Becky Lynch as the dedicated heel. I just don't think that's going to be what the reaction is. <laughs> I just think that you're going to get, um, you know, a lot of people who were not satisfied enough just with cheering Becky Lynch at SummerSlam for that, what, three minutes they had to do that before she got in and every that whole entire thing. Um, they want more. They want to be able to cheer her more. And that's where I think you're going to run into the possibility that this could, and, and you know, a lot of people have already said it, that they felt like that hurt Bianca. Um, but now I think you really run the risk of this scenario if you're going to play this dynamic. I think this dynamic has a chance to hurt Bianca Belair even more. Um, and that's what, you know, for someone who sits back and, and tries to observe this and break it down, you know, in an analytical standpoint, my biggest concern is that this, going, this is going to come out to where you're going to get that sort of tweener reaction where, you know, you've got people cheering Becky, booing Becky. I just, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people booing Becky. I could be wrong. We'll wait and see. Um, she's talented enough to make it work. That is one thing I will say. If she, she is very talented and she may be able to pull this off and perhaps this was something she wanted to do, right? Like maybe this is something, maybe this is Becky's idea. Um, maybe this is what she felt she needed for her character was to take this in this direction to put over Bianca Belair. I think that's a possibility we, we certainly have to consider. Um, and if it is, again, that is going to be on her and WWE to be able to pull that off effectively. But I worry that this is going to be a situation where no matter what WWE tries to do with Bianca Belair, they will not be able to perhaps get her over to the point that they want to just because they're trying to force it against something that people didn't necessarily want in the first place. And I think that is Becky Lynch as someone that you are going to boo. And, and that's where I think that the worry for me comes in is we spent, a lo we spent a lot of time talking about the Becky Lynch equation here, but I think it's the Bianca Belair equation uh, that is is can be concerning when you look at it, I think, in depth here, not knowing what's next. Uh, but again, it is about what's next. And I think the the fallout on SmackDown, like there is no waiting around. Like you have to follow this up pretty quickly to see and set the, the table somehow, whether that's you, you need to have a clearly uh, drawn you know story here and you need to put that out, I think, on SmackDown to say, here you go. This is where we're going with this. Uh, we may not, you know, we're not going to give it all to you on SmackDown, but here's where we're headed. And I think we'll have a better idea then of whether this is something that they will be able to pull off. I will say that I'm, I'm not overly optimistic because I just don't think this had to be made as complicated as it is. Um, I completely get the sentiment that this is going to be a possibility for Bianca to you know, perhaps go over Becky, win the title back from Becky, and that makes Bianca a bigger star. In the right setting, yes, it does. Um, I don't know that the right setting is going to necessarily be the way they're going to do it, but there is a setting where you can make that work. Um, so 
I'm just curious. I think that's the, the best part, and I'm probably not the only one who thinks that. I am just very curious to see whether this is sort of that, and we say heel, right? Like, you know, the report is that Becky's going to be positioned as the top heel, but is that, you know, your your typical professional wrestling heel, or is that the, you know, again, the tweener, the realistic type of character um, that says all the things that necessarily may come across as a wrestling heel, but it, it, it's going to resonate with people and they're going to cheer her. Uh, that is that is something I think that they could run into with this. Uh, but certainly they have they have options here with how to go about this. Um, even if I was among the monk, you know, probably a lot of people who thought that the way they did it at SummerSlam seemed like a bad idea. Uh, when there were a variety of options that they could have done instead, and we discussed those on the previous episode of the podcast, um, I just I don't know, but but I, I think that they I just I don't want this to be a situation where we look up a month or two from now and we're saying, remember all that momentum that Bianca Belair had um, after you know heading into SummerSlam in this big rematch with Sasha Banks. And then do we remember all that momentum had for Becky Lynch's return? And yet both of them feel like they're either, you know, 50-50 at that spot to where they kind of just feel like they're not as, um, you know, hot as they were before. They don't have the same momentum. uh, And no one maybe comes out of this again better than they did going into it. And that's what I fear. Uh, But, hey. Maybe they will prove me wrong, and maybe they will prove a lot of other people wrong. But I think it's a little bit of a a concerning um, idea, just on the surface, to try to push Becky Lynch as a heel. Uh, but we don't know if that's going to be the case or not. That is that is a report. That is uh, a report that doesn't necessarily, you know, give you a ton of details, and and it's not supposed to. But it is something that lays the foundation for. I think a lot of curiosity with with where they go here, and um, I think it just it will. It's going to be on WWE to put themselves in a position to make it clear that this was not a short sighted decision. Although, my my response to that would be, if if they had really considered this making Becky Lynch a heel, and basically, um, and this wasn't something that they just decided to do because Sasha Banks was unavailable. If this had actually been the plan from the start, that she was going to come back and they were trying, going to try to get people to boo her, or, again, maybe that was her idea, that she wanted that to be the case, um, I, I just want to see how they execute it, because that is going to be everything, and I can't say that I would have ever thought that would be the direction they would go. Uh, but, as we know, sometimes it's, um, it's a character thing, and a lot of things you can do with characters, and especially a character like Becky Lynch. There's a lot of things... You can go back at go back to you can build off of, um, and I just I, I hope it's something where going up against a figure like Becky Lynch, who is still going to be one of the most over characters on any show that they have week in and week out. I just hope that it is not something where they try to force feed fans something either they don't want or they try to force feed fans a narrative. Um, you know, in, in the case of Bianca Belair, because she's the baby face that you don't necessarily buy. And that's going to make you want to cheer Becky Lynch. 
those are the couple things that I think I would look at with this whole deal. But um, it is it is going to be interesting, and um, we will see perhaps uh, what is the the next step, and we will find out on SmackDown. But uh, those are just uh, a few thoughts on that. Uh, as as we laughed about on the previous episode of the podcast, um, we, we could spend hours talking about that scenario alone coming out of SummerSlam. Uh, but uh, it is it is going to be something that's going to have a lot of people's attention, and maybe that maybe that does well for the SmackDown rating on Friday. Maybe a lot of people are going to tune in because they want to see what's next. Uh, but that's where that that's the big moment now in the story. You've you've done the big one early, but now the next one is even bigger because it's how do you build off of that? Because if you don't take the next step the right way, um, it's it's going to really potentially veer off course in a hurry, and so uh, that is going to be a huge huge segment, uh, depending on what they decide to do with Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair on SmackDown. Meanwhile, uh, just quickly to run through a couple other things, uh, PW Insider also reported uh, that uh, Adam Cole had his final appearance in NXT at NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday night, and um, it is worth noting, and a lot of people have pointed this out, it does specifically say that it was his last NXT appearance, which you could read into and believe that could say, all right, that means he's going to the main roster, or you could believe that means he's going to AEW. Um, so there, there's a lot that I think is still to be determined on that front as well, uh, where you know Cole lost his match to Kyle O'Reilly in that two out of three falls match um, at NXT TakeOver, and uh, there was also a report uh, from uh, Fightful Select that uh, said that Adam Cole had not signed a new contract with WWE as of Sunday morning. Um, though it had also been reported recently that, that he had met with Vince McMahon uh, at a SmackDown a couple weeks ago. Uh, so no, you know, no real details on that, I think, at this point when it comes to knowing exactly what the next thing's going to be for Adam Cole. Does he stay in WWE? Uh, does he go to AEW? I think one thing we know for sure, he's not going to be back in NXT uh, because I think a lot of people pointed out before, there really wasn't a whole lot left for him to do anyways in NXT. And now that he loses his match to Kyle O'Reilly, um, there's just, yeah, it's either main roster or it's AEW. Uh, those are the two options at this point for Adam Cole. And, uh, we will see kind of what's next on that. And, uh, before we wrap up, if you did watch NXT TakeOver 36, I mean, there was one match, I think clearly that stood out above the rest. <laughs> that was, uh, Walter and Ely Dragunov and just, you know, clearly a match of the year candidate, just a terrific professional wrestling match and we always kind of joke a bit sometimes about the difference between professional wrestling and sports entertainment this was a professional wrestling match and it was spectacular one of the best matches you'll see this year and um it it is it's going to be one come december you know first of january when everyone makes their match of the year contender list it's going to be there whether it's a top three a top five it's going to be in that list it was that good um, and I know a lot of people listening to this have probably already seen this match, but uh, if you want just a, a a true, you know, sort of hard-hitting professional wrestling match between two rivals um, that do it the right way in terms of telling the story in the ring, all the psychology behind it, uh, building off of their first match, which, as we know, was also fantastic, um, this gave you everything you wanted. And uh, it, it is one that I would, again, highly seek out if for some reason it was a very busy weekend in wrestling, we know. But if for some reason you have not gotten to see NXT TakeOver 36 yet, uh, good show overall as well. But that is the match uh, of the night. That is the match, again, potentially of the year. Uh, just unbelievable 
uh, wrestling between these two and uh, just two two guys that that know how to me, you know, just tell a story in the way that only they could tell it. They're not copying anything. They're not trying to replicate anything else. They told the story that only they could tell based on their history together, uh, based on all of those little plot points along the way, and uh, just beat the living hell out of each other. And that's sometimes that's just what you want. Out of a feud of that magnitude, you just want to watch two guys uh, beat the hell out of each other. And they did that. I think Dragunov, you could just, I mean, the visuals tell the full story there. If you just look after the match and you're looking at, you know, his face, his chest, uh, everything like the visuals tell you the story, but it go it went much deeper than that um, to, to really get the full appreciation for everything that these two did. Um, it is just spectacular and uh, certainly one that I think a lot of us will be revisiting again before the end of the year. Uh, and probably a lot of us will be revisiting this week uh, just based on how great it was. Uh, so that is something that I would definitely recommend to anyone uh, that has not seen that match to this point. But uh, there are some quick thoughts on the uh, biggest news uh, happening here on Monday in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, as always, we've got it covered over at 41mania.com. Check out everything we've got there, all the latest news, reports, everything going on. Uh, and be sure to read uh, all of our reviews from the weekend. We have a lot over there. Um, I've mentioned my my SummerSlam one previously, but we've got a ton of reviews on both from SummerSlam, you know, go all the way back to AW Rampage, NXT TakeOver, of course. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff over there. So uh, lots of great insight, lots of great analysis. Find it all over at 41mania.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. As I've mentioned previously, we're starting to do more of these. You're going to get, you know, more of these sort of um, more compact episodes uh, that hit on some of these specific topics uh, individually. Uh, and that's what we're going to do here on the podcast. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, that way you get all these episodes sent to you as soon as they go up. And also uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, find us there, 411Mania. You know, uh, it's all you got to type in. You can find it on that. And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube because we've got some stuff in the works there uh, too. You'll get these podcasts on there in YouTube form. Uh, right now on audio, we're working on eventually getting those to video. Uh, so we got a lot of things we're doing. So be sure to subscribe to all that. And uh, as always, we will have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. So be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. And as mentioned, everything else, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.